0: The main event. Welcome to WHW Monday. Tony Schiavone and Conrad Thompson. Jim Crockett for circuit. 605 NWA TV title Cajun Omni The Bunkhouse Stampede Flair and Horseman Garvin Bogey Magnum Dusty Express Tag Team Turner Bond Mid-South Joy World Championship Wrestling Talking about the great years of World Championship Wrestling The NWA and Jim rocket Promotions Tony and Friends thought they went Look, Shivani's back again World title split Off-center Stage Bischoff Disney Hogan and Nitro New World Order and The Crow Thunder Russo Arcade Champ. City Max simulcast, Tony's back with Conrad, not your classy podcast, watch a try not to laugh, lowest rules can't This was not the initial plan, Tom's a good looking man, quad like Bill, make a tip, Tommy you come over here, what happened when WHW Monday and now
1: let's go to the ring and here's your co-host, hey hey
2: Hey, it's Conrad Thompson, and you're listening to What Happened When? Tony Schiavone. We're in uh, Slapdick 2019. Yeah. What key, the fuck you hug, want? I'm, I'm adjusting
1: levels over here. Hang on a second.
2: Okay. Hey, we are. Uh, we Did are- you Shivani the levels already? You know, has that become a word? Yes. Schiavone. It's in the Urban Dictionary. Have you seen it? I swear to God, it's in the Urban Dictionary. You didn't know about this. You're full of shit. I promise I'm not. Okay. I'll fucking pull it up right okay. now. Okay. Dude, our shit's over. I don't think you understand. Like, you giving up is international now.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, I I didn't really give up. I mean, at times I gave up, but I didn't. Well, I didn't really give up.
2: What does that mean? It means I I just said, I got to the point in my life. Look, here it is right here Shivani, to squander opportunity by putting in minimal effort. Here, here's the example. Tony could be working for a top new wrestling company, but he shivani did. <laughs> that's referencing, of course. You don't believe me, but that's uh, real. Yeah. And I didn't put that shit in there. I'll have you know. Uh, so, yeah. Wow. Look, you're worldwide now, baby. Congratulations. That? that could be your new butts and
1: seats. Yeah, it could be. Tony could be working for a top wrestling company, but he shivani did.
2: it. AW... <clears throat> You remember that time Cody cooked you a steak? Yeah. Set up a meeting with Tony Khan, and you no showed. Yeah. 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 I I remember. I remember. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh, you know the story? He sent me a uh, he sent me a text and say we're going to Cody's. And I went okay. What does that tell me? We
2: I, means me and you, motherfucker. Okay. It's plural. We. Okay. I sent you the name, uh, his his real name, his address. Uh, you had you had all you needed to know. Yeah. And I didn't show, and uh, uh, Tony Khan was there, and the Young Bucks were there, and... Uh, and they made one too many extra stakes. so because they had that extra stake, they had MJF tease it to Farrow and throw it in the yard, but you could literally see your career flying out of his hands <laughs> into the fucking grass. <laughs> so we're going to be going to... Uh... Oh, we're going to be going to New York City, the well, Monday after WrestleMania. Right. I'm fired up about it, you and Eric Bischoff. Right, and we're going to C2E2 this weekend. Oh, fucking A, we That's are. Right. We've Absolutely. got two joint We've got shows two, with two Eric. we got two joint shows. That's right. I guess we should tell everybody you can pick up tickets for Chicago at 83WHW.com, and uh, you're kind of nervous about Chicago. I heard you do an interview over the weekend where you were like, I don't know what to expect from Eric. Do you think he's going to fire you from a job that you <laughs> don't have?
1: <laughs> I don't think he has the balls to. To be honest with you. Because he's... I mean, the Eric Bischoff that I remember, you know, had the, the the black hair and ran the NWO. And now if you just look and see any of the videos he does, he's just a decrepit old motherfucking
2: man. I mean, it's, it's all he is. All right, you're getting a little cocky since you're on DDP yoga. I'm on to Well, come see us. It's this Friday night. Uh, I Good. believe it's 8 o'clock. C2E2 After Dark. Tickets are on sale now. Only $39 right there at the South Building in the McCormick Place in Chicago. And you can get your tickets at 83 WHW. Right. And then the Monday after WrestleMania, a little matinee action. Right. You know, there's no WrestleCon on Monday. There's no access on Monday. There's not shit to do on Monday. So if you're going to WrestleMania weekend, why not come join us? We'll be just a few steps from the Barclays Center. You'll be able to cruise right from our show straight over to Barclays for the biggest Monday Night Raw of the year. And since, you know, Bruce Pritchard has the book, it should be a good show. Yeah, I so, know. I mean, not really. Our show will be much better than Raw. Come see us, WHW83.com. And if Eric is still alive, he'll be there. Uh, so uh, we're going to go backstage at Raw afterwards? Uh, I don't think I'm allowed back there, but I can get you in. Okay. I know a guy. Well, I know Bruce Prichard, too. Yeah, I don't think he has. I was told when he went to the pay-per-view last Sunday, even he wasn't on the credential list yet. So he had to sit out front like a Mickey Mark and wait until somebody said, I know him. <laughs> Whoa, 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 Tony, before we get going, we got to tell everybody about our friends over at Atlas. I know since Bruce is leaving me now, you're looking for a new gig too. I want to help you out a little bit and we can help our listeners too. Man, Atlas Van Lines is the place to be and we've been telling you about them for the last few weeks. These guys are hiring nationwide, OTR and regional positions available. You're talking team drivers, solo drivers, even if you own multiple trucks, come one, come all. 2,200 to 4,000 miles a week. And if you're willing to keep moving, they want to keep you moving because they've got the work to keep you on the go, man. And it's great money, dude. You can make 143 grand to $197,000 average on your first year, depending on which of the three divisions you drive for. That's straight up, man. That's a lot of money. And your home time can be seven to 10 days, depending on your routes. All your tolls are paid. You even have the optional maintenance program to boot And they're not just stick haulers, but they do that too. And our man, Brett, the Hitman Hartman and his team will help hook you up. If you're an owner operator, what are you doing? Give them a call today. Whether you're new to the industry and ready to ride off into the sunset, they can hook you up. Go new places with Atlas. Speak to a recruiter right now at 877-778-6959. Or for more information, check them out at facebook.com slash drive atlas. Or just check out drive4atlas.com forward slash wrestle. That's D-R-I-V-E, the number four, atlas, A-T-L-A-S dot com forward slash wrestle. I can't stress this enough. You can make hundred and forty three dollars your first year, up to $197,000, and that's just an average. Why wouldn't you do this? Give Brett the Hitman Hartman a call right now at 877-778-6959. Go to drive4atlas.com for forward slash wrestle, or if you're on Facebook, just check them out, facebook.com forward slash drive atlas. You'll we'll be glad you did. I was
1: coming back from a basketball game, and uh, this was on Saturday, and I needed to call Dave about something. And usually, if I'm thinking about something uh, that I want to tell Dave about, I got to call him immediately, or I'll forget to call him, or I got to, t- and I didn't want to text when I was driving, so I called Dave Silva's phone. And, and it's Bruce on the phone. I think it's Dave at first. And Bruce goes, hello.
3: <laughs>
1: and I start just immediately getting into the banner, the Mexican banner that Dave and I always get
2: into. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. I'm going to need more details on that. Okay, Tell me about this Mexican banner. Are y'all just calling holes, placing Taco Bell orders? What are y'all doing? <laughs> no, no. no. <laughs>
1: I'll say, Dave, have you done that graphic? He says, No. And I said, Well, then we're going we're to have to turn in your fucking green card. <laughs> <laughs> Shit like that. that. That's how we do. It, okay. That's racist, Tony. <laughs> it's Dave Silva. Oh, it's oh, our yeah. friend.
2: You never said anything like this? Never in no, my life. No, of course not. <laughs> no. Why is he laughing? <laughs> yeah, that's right. He spent the night this weekend and he wanted to like climb in the bed. And I was like, Did you not see the pool in the jury tiling? Get the fuck back there. <laughs> anyway, so you're talking to Bruce. I said, Bruce, and I get halfway through it and I realize I'm talking
1: to Bruce Pritchard. I said, Oh, fuck. So I asked him, I said, Can you have a job? <laughs> <laughs> well, that, that came later. Yeah. I said, How's the new job coming? He said, I don't know. So what do you mean you don't know? It's been only two days. I said bullshit. I said you you got your nose up Vince's ass already. He said no, it's only two days. I don't know what's going on. So, uh, just for those of you who are wondering about Bruce or care about the motherfucker, he's still working. Doesn't know what's going on, and he's got business a big as usual. Business as usual, <laughs> yeah. right? Right. Uh, but uh, they they have him there, and uh, best of luck to him. I mean, it's it's a whole different world when you got a bunch of writers. I mean, I really think that writers have kind of ruined it. Don't you think so?
2: I, I mean, I, I don't well, yeah. know. I don't know what it was like before. I wasn't there. You well, were. No, I just look at the product. I, I just think. Oh, that... so you're shitting on current WWE uh, product? Yes. I mean, you were sucking Triple H's dick at Rick's birthday party. <laughs> this is. <laughs> quite the reversal. What's great is you went over and shook his head, hand and bowed like he was an Asian or something. And you're like, nice to meet you, Mr. Helmsley. And I was like, it's
1: not his fucking name, Tony. Okay, he said, yeah, he told me it's Paul. That's right. Yeah. And he did say, I don't know if I, he said uh, Are you going to give a spoiler here? Yeah, I will give a okay, spoiler. He said, right. you're going to be getting a call soon. And I said, fuck you. He said, no, you are. I said, okay. And I walked away. So I guess I should that too, right? <laughs> <laughs> I had I
3: had
1: I had I had been in touch with Triple H a couple of times about doing stuff on the network, and uh, so we'll see what comes about.
3: Oh, thank you, sir.
1: Who knows?
2: Well, the beer's here. I feel like it's time to get going. Okay, a t- uh, with a little help from our friends, and okay. you know what, we've got uh, we got Larry fucking Thompson in the house. Today. We sure do. Yeah. Uh, he's, he's on Patron right. He's pretty excited about that uh, He's already had a Dave Silva's quinceanera breakfast So we're, Now people are laughing But that's really what it was We had a little party Dave right. became a woman today So we're excited about that And uh, at this point, Dad What happens is You just count down And you say like three, two, one, 2, 1, play Do you think you can handle that? Three, two, one, play
1: Let's hear it for Larry Thompson. All right, all right. I was talking to Dave about this open. We, we used to do this open, and I never heard it, so I I was not familiar with this music. I would see the whole open, but I never heard the open because they were always screaming in my ear to countdown. So when someone first played the Nitro theme for me about a year ago, I'm
2: thinking. Whoa, whoa, you hadn't heard it until a year ago? Right. We, I, we played I, it at one of our shows. Right. And, and that's that, the first time you first heard time it? First time I'd heard it, yeah. God, you're such a Schiavone. <laughs> <laughs> so this open that we just saw, was that something you guys shot, or Turner shot that, or talk me through that? Uh, you,
1: you're talking about the... Uh, the streets, the, and, the yeah. and all that? It's something that was shot at Disney MGM. Damn, I'm I'm brother handsome right there.
2: Uh, <laughs> I, I wouldn't use that word, necessarily.
1: Okay. Uh, but it was something that was shot at MGM, at the at the MGM backlot, or the downtown Disney, whatever they called it. And we used the Disney people and used their facilities to do it. Well, this is right in the midst of uh, of all the NWO stuff. And, you know, I used to have a bunch of Walt Disney shirts that they gave me. I don't think I have a one of them now. I think Are you, I, you
2: disappointed about that? Yeah. I, I, they're still selling that horse shit. They can get okay.
1: it. I think I, this was... I mean, Think about this. We are at the. This is this was big time. I think to be at the entrance of
2: the Disney MGM Studios. This is something that Eric Bischoff was particularly proud of, was it not? Oh yeah, he should have been. Well, it certainly looked and felt big time when you guys did the flyover over the mouse ears and all that. Right. Because you guys used to like just bring hobos in off the street. What are you doing with your fucking fingers here? <laughs> is that are you, is that like a nervous tick i guess it is seriously i, I can't stop wa- well you're scratching your ass now what are you doing I, well i guess i don't know i'm scratching how oh. would you describe your haircut here is this okay. feathered is that the right word yeah it's it's feathered I, 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 these days it looks more fingered okay <laughs> i've been in i've
1: been in the uh i've been in the the hair and the makeup chair uh for a couple hey of yo
2: hours. we're making more money than everybody
1: yeah and fuck you, Vince.
2: <laughs> I don't, Those motherfuckers were heat magnets, were they not? Oh, man. They really were. One of my favorite Scott Hall stories ever is the first time he met the Dudley boys. He goes over to Bubba Ray, and he says, man, what do you call your finish? I love it. And he says, uh, oh, it's the 3D, the Dudley Death Drop. He's like, man, that's awesome. I can't wait to kick out of it. <laughs> that's a fucking great line. Is it not? Oh, and He was fucking with Candido once, and he's like, man, you remember how you used to bully me on all the airplanes and talk shit about my girl and just really make my life miserable. And he's like, fuck you, you do that to me. And he's like, oh, I knew it was one of us. <laughs> <laughs> <It> was like the <laughs> best line ever.
1: This was an angle from WCW Saturday night. And I was, uh, this is something Eric and I always discussed. I don't know if we argued about it or not. I like this. You don't like it though. What? No, I do like it. Oh, you do? Okay. Yeah, I, I always thought that once Nitro... Went on the air, and then once Thunder went on the air, that WCW Saturday Night meant fucking nothing. And I said, I said it's important for us to do an angle now and then on WCW Saturday Night that we show on Nitro to make people want to see WCW Saturday Night, so they think they've missed something. And uh, finally, we were able to do a couple of things. Who
2: shot this? Do you remember?
1: Uh, This would this would have been uh, Neil Pruitt as our producer and Bill Tinsley with the camera shooting it.
2: So uh, what I liked about Larry Zabisco's commentary is he would just talk about the most random shit. He just compared that attack to Napoleon and Caesar. Right. (laughs) Yeah. None of that. I mean, how does that resonate with some motherfucker in uh, Albany, Georgia? (laughs) Right. He he doesn't know what the fuck that is. By the way, I guess we should mention, you guys are here in Orlando because we're right in the middle of the Olympics in Atlanta. So you don't have, you've sort of temporarily moved shit here to Orlando, and, and Eric has talked pretty openly about the fact that he wanted to relocate the entire company yes, to Orlando during this time, Right. but what's going to happen on this episode brings a fucking screeching halt to all that shit, does it? Yeah, not? it does. Um,
1: this was kind of a combined effort with Turner Broadcasting and uh, and Disney, because at the same time, the Braves started doing their spring training at Disney, so this was all kind of a goodwill thing. We'll bring the Turner people down. We'll have Spring training here, uh, but yeah, it, it got to a point, especially after this show. It got to a point to where,
2: oh Jesus Christ, the hacksaw Jim Duggan match to get us started. Well, I mean, it gets the fans fired up, right? No, no, <laughs> it fucking doesn't. Yeah. Oh, it, I saw him in the Charlotte airport last weekend. R- really? Hey, hey, believe it or not, while me and you, or I'm sorry, me and Bruce were out of town, there was a comic con here in Huntsville. And of all the wrestlers they could book for that thing, they booked Jake the Snake Roberts and Hacksaw Jim Duggan. Good God. It it was really weird, because in the paper on Monday, they said there was an opiate shortage in town. (laughs) Uh, I don't know. But anyway, I saw him, like, limping along through the airport. Right. it's one in the morning, because his plane was delayed. He was not happy, but even then, fucking strangers were giving him the hoe. Which I thought was the most, like... (laughs) indicative thing of of what a big thing wrestling was in the 80s that I'd seen in a long time. It's one in the morning in a fucking airport. He's not carrying a two-by-four. He not like he's lost at Home Depot and people know who he is.
1: I wish people had given me the hoe.
2: I offered last night and they said you didn't want to go to the strip club. So... Hey, so uh, Mike Enos is in this. Is this the Battle of the Breakfast Cereal we're watching here? No, it's not. Uh, The
1: Battle of the Breakfast Cereal is on the uh, network now, and Mike Enos is part of it. He's part of General Mills.
2: One of my favorite things about... Rough and ready. I knew a girl like that. Yeah. Uh, One of my favorite things about this whole show is against the hard cam, like right in front of it. Two front row seats, fucking dead-ass empty. And so, you look, it's just empty. Vince McMahon would never allow that horse shit. he would not. But I do believe that... um, By leaving those chairs empty, you got sort of tease that, hey, who's going to show up? Right. Who's going to be there? And it's fucking nobody. You just didn't put anybody in there. (laughs) Why didn't you have, like, seat fillers go fill that up, do you think? At that point, the seat fillers shivanied as well?
1: Well, yes, I'm sure they did. And not only the people backstage shivanied as well. There's a fact that you watch this, and Craig Leathers is saying, those seats need to be filled. And then he tells somebody to fill them, and someone says, ah, fuck it. I'm not doing it. And that's kind of what happened. We were, this is, that just shows us, shows you how disorganized we were. We had so much going on. We did not know what to do next at times.
2: Wow. I just realized that Hacksaw Jim Duggan and my dad have the exact same body type. (laughs) (laughs) What the hell? He's pointing that that ain't a pad. That's concrete. Oh, I got you. By the way, uh, tickets to this were free, correct? Right. Yep. Yeah. I can't imagine you guys actually charging people money for a Mike Enos match. <laughs> What's it your favorite Mike Enos match? It was the actually
1: when he defeated the guy from Kellogg's. Oh.
2: I like the one where it didn't have a finish because Scott Hall interrupted it and put us all out of our fucking misery. <laughs> okay. I think, re- I think he was wrestling Chick Donovan there. Okay. How well, about that guy directly in front of the camera? That looks like Casio Kid's big brother. Yeah. I think he's got a Tennessee Volunteer hat on too. That makes sense, it yeah, doesn't it?
1: This was a pretty good. This was a pretty good look for an, for an arena, though, don't you? I think? I thought
2: you were about to say this was a pretty good match. I was going <laughs> to slap you.
1: <laughs> no, this is a pretty good look for the arena. I really think so, and the fact
2: especially at night when you can't tell. There's only three bleachers, right? I mean, this looks like uh, an ECW show in Poughkeepsie. Well, but come on, it's Disney. It, it it means it's. How do we know it's Disney? There's no Mickey Mouse there. I would have had Mickey Mouse taking bumps <laughs> Not the Michael Hayes kind of bumps A different okay. kind <laughs>
1: <Okay>. <laughs> Well I think you can tell Well I think you can tell it's Disney I think it's got a very unique look to it
2: I mean, Did l- I tell you that I learned Ricky Morton's nickname the other day? Anybody was, else know this? I was at a dinner and in the 80's Apparently amongst the boys it was Ricky Snorton <laughs> <laughs> Really? Yeah Wow I was like, holy shit, how have I not heard that? That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's what, that's what gets the crowd going. Oh, reverse chin lock.
1: Now, yeah, but w- normally when we were at Disney, when we were at Disney, when we were at, the, when we were at the studios, and we were backstage... Is he
2: checking to see if he gives up from a chin lock?
1: Yes, he is. Backstage at the studios, they would have a guy that would warm up the crowd, tell you when the cheer when to boo all that's didn't have that guy here do you think they needed it yep yeah, they needed it he came out and warmed him up but because it was a live show those were tape shows because it was live show he would just come out at the beginning and talk about how we wanted the fans to be a part of it to get excited if there's a guy you didn't like you may want to boo him he would say that at the beginning but basically and maybe a couple of commercial breaks so basically he would stay out of the way after that
2: johnny I would you like a beer uh, no, I'll pass. Thank you. More for me. <laughs> I mean, we're we're watching a Mike Enos-Hacksaw Jim Duggan match. It's driven me to drinking. Yes, it has. <laughs> and not only that, it, they've, they've gone every bit of, what, ten minutes here, right? That's about nine and a half too long. Wow. Get the three-point stance, run him over, yell ho, take a powder.
1: <laughs> but you, you can't have... You can't have great matches every second.
2: No, no, no. There was a formula for Nitro that worked, and let me just see if everybody here agrees. Start with a luchador match. <laughs> that shit worked. Yeah. Where's Hoventude? Get his ass out here. Right. I know we're gonna long Dart Ray in a little while, but he ain't do anything right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they both went down. What a fucking bump. Oh God. That looked like you and I in the hallway last night at the Conradison. <laughs> Both trying to take that midnight pee-pee. That
1: was like, like a 2 a.m. PP. Who's
2: that referee there?
1: Uh, Jimmy Jett.
2: Seriously? Yep. That's his real name or a gimmick name? That was his gimmick name. Well, what's his, oh, Whoa. my God. Oh. This mask got worse. Yes, it did. <laughs>
1: <laughs> wow. Really, oh, damn, can we fast forward a little? No. Oh, oh wow. That, that was actually decent. That was very good. That should be. Did he finished. kill him? He should go kick out a Rick Rude's finish. How about that? This was I'll tell you, guys, this was a great time to be in WCW for us. Because we did we did shut the offices down in Atlanta and we did move our operations to a uh what hotel did you uh, stay out during this run? I stayed at uh, I stayed at a Disney hotel. I can't remember which one. We Grand stayed in Floridian. Floor. No, did stayed stay at the Grand Floridian. stayed at Wilderness Lodge a couple times. Uh, Sounds
2: like Klondike Bill would have enjoyed that place. Yes, <laughs> would. The- <laughs> but it was it was a
1: great time to be in WCW. We were we were having a lot of fun doing our show.
2: Man, the fans are into this, aren't they? Look at that. No, they're not. Okay. <laughs> you stop. How about they're selling concessions right on camera? <laughs> <Huh>. <laughs> oh my god! So no. what's Keith Mitchell doing here for this show? He is in the truck as
1: a producer. He directed for us a little bit, but he's in the truck as a producer right now. And basically, Keith is probably—he's the one telling me that we're going to break. I would always have someone from the truck tell me where we're going to go to next. And then I would end up somebody from the wrestling side of my ear tell me what to say. Didn't get too bad. It wasn't too bad at this point. But it, as, progressively, as progressively we got worse, it got worse for me or it got worse for the announcers.
2: Uh-oh. <laughs> He's come up with a gimmick. Hacksaw's reached in his trunks. Help me understand. <laughs> if I wrap my fist in tape, I can knock motherfuckers out. <laughs> you sure can. <laughs> How is that legal, too? Like <laughs> yeah. The referees, are, it's just hanging. As Larry just said, tape is only legal when it's
1: taped around the wrist, ankle, or an injury. What a shitty referee. He needs to get <laughs> on his job. And we're going to go to our Pep Boys Pin of the Week. See, we didn't have sponsors for this stuff, man. You knew we were rolling in the money, or somebody was. I like that look,
2: guys. Uh, serious business. Was '96 your best year financially up to that point? Yeah, that's awesome. Congratulations. Thank you. Give us the call here, goddamn okay. it! Right hand by hexed Jim Duggan. Down goes Mike Inez. One,
1: two. Did he kick out? <laughs> <laughs> I wanted the match to continue. And there it is, the power pin of the week.
2: <laughs> and I- How have we just missed it? It was in front of us this whole time. You pronounce his last name Anus? <laughs> <laughs> Anus. What's uh, what's Mean Gene <clears throat> saying here? Well, how's saw Jim Duggan. I noticed that you put tape
1: around your... It's the same type of tape that they put around my waist
2: when they gave me a kidney. <laughs> The first time or the second time, Gene You see, I, I have it on good authority You're drinking those clear ones with Ric Flair and we're all concerned about you So we've got our friends here together And this is called a gene intervention. And, and your drinking has affected us in the following ways Number one You brought us all to Atlanta And nobody knows what the fuck they're doing down here The concession guy Got more goddamn TV time in my match Than I did And I'm, I'm a little offended by that and I don't know what to do now, but blow snot. And I'm surprised that hasn't happened yet. I've had a gimmick cross-eye for 20 years, but I suddenly forgot. <laughs> Where's my fucking board? I'm, I'm lost without my board. I saw on the network recently that Matt Riddle had a whole chronicle done about his journey to the WWE. And in the background was an autographed 2 by 4 by Hacksaw. And lost all respect for Matt Riddle at that very moment. <laughs> if his aspirations, I'm talking to you, Matt Riddle, right now. Don't ever aspire to be the next hacksaw. Okay. Hulk Hogan, there's one of your friends again who got a job, thanks
1: to you. We're talking to about hacksaw Jim Duggan. And who knows what's going to happen? The NWO could strike at any moment. And we're back with, oh, we're back, we're back with more after this.
2: Didn't that feel like when the newsman is trying to do a report on the scene and there's a guy in the background yelling, Baba Booey! <laughs> like, that was fucking hacksaw right there. Hey, Arn's looking to see if there's a podcast in his future. <laughs> is Conrad in there? I got an ideal. <laughs> you go get somebody to learn me how to run that equipment? All right, what's Macho Man saying? Okay. Here? Ooh, I'm going to snap
1: it to a Slim Jim. I made more money doing Slim Jims than I did with the UWE. What do you think of the logo?
2: Oh, it's awesome. Yeah. That one kind of sucked. But yeah. The Nitro one was awesome. Oh, somebody here likes the old Saturday yeah, night. Yeah, it's Clint from Hershey. Okay. He doesn't count. <laughs>
1: okay.
2: How about that bionic arm? Is that a Lex Luger rib right there?
1: No, yeah, that was actually Sid's arm they used.
2: Sid's arm was made of metal? No, Sid. <laughs>
1: They used... Oh, you know what I'm saying. Never mind.
2: Okay. There you
1: go. How about that? We're Disney.
0: Get to work, motherfuckers.
2: (laughs) (laughs) By the way, this is my favorite podcast of the three. I just want to be clear about that. Oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah. Everybody here is dead except Ric Flair. (laughs) Man, you look at Deborah and you think, why not me? (laughs) Well, I was thinking, never mind. By the way, one of my favorite Ric Flair robes right there—the green peacock. Yeah, he showed up in the WWF and confronted Hulk Hogan wearing that one on the uh, funeral parlor set, mm-hmm. and he had the big old belt. It was awesome, and I was like, "Man, that's the coolest fucking robe ever!" And uh, nobody knows where it is now. So if you know where it is, slide them DMs. I'm a cash buyer because that's a cool one. Deborah, yeah, I was. was uh, the last time you talked to her,
1: uh, I I talked to her last week. As a matter of fact, really? Yeah, I tried to. I tried to get her to come
2: here to this event. Wait, wait, what was she going to do? Meet and greet. <laughs> like a private one with just you? or? No. <laughs> Lois, I've got to go meet the slapdicks and Huntsville. <laughs> don't ask a lot of questions. <laughs> and, uh, actually, uh,
1: good God sting. I don't remember him looking like this, but, uh, she couldn't, she couldn't make it. And she's just down in Tuscaloosa, so
2: she's not that far away. What the fuck is she doing in Tuscaloosa? That's where she lives. But why? I don't know. Nobody lives in Tuscaloosa on purpose. (laughs) That's it's. She's got a. They don't. They go there on Saturdays and then they leave. What do we got here? Oh, it's the Macho Man wrestling. Okay. How about Mongo? He's uh, your second favorite horseman. Do you want to share why?
1: Uh, You guys not heard of this story? We were uh, we were in, we were in Orlando. It may have been this during this TV taping time, and uh, there had always been talk that that Mongo and uh, Deborah don't know if it's true that Mongo and Deborah were swingers. I don't know if you've heard that or not. So we were we were in, we were at the ale house in Orlando. That explains the push with Eric Bischoff, doesn't it? <laughs>
3: <laughs>
1: and. Uh, we were in Orlando at the Ale House, and we were getting up, and it was just me and Deborah and, and Mongo and a couple other guys, and Mongo stood up. He said, well, I got to go, and he threw down some cash. He said, I'm going to go back to the hotel and watch Tony fuck Deborah."
2: And?
1: Well, I thought it was a very nice gesture.
2: <laughs> this was not. Look at Glacier. <laughs> What the oh. fuck is that? What you were trying to do to Deborah Cooter? Oh yeah, oh
1: yeah. Ray has a wrestling school now, where he trains guys. What a fucking rib that is in, in Atlanta. Uh, he's does,
2: a, does Virgil have one too? <laughs> <laughs>
1: So anyway, to finish the story,
2: I I just... Fuck Deborah. No, I did not. I just laughed it off and walked away. Can we put shirts up that says, Mongo, let me fuck Deborah"? (laughs) No. (laughs) That would get over. Well, you boy. You're not kidding, it would. Wow. How about this as a uh, Hall of Fame group? I mean, everybody in there is going to be in the Hall of Fame except Mongo. He'll be in the Football Hall of Fame, probably. Yeah, he should be. Is it weird that... I get a little sad every time we see a woman. Oh, yeah.
1: And, and when you see a Liz as well, I get very sad.
2: A little less sad.
1: Yeah, I know, because of how their lives ended.
2: Man. Sting with dark hair and the, the, like, the very vibrant pastel colors, it just yeah. doesn't make sense to me No, it, that's why when, he when I think out. of him as dark hair, I just automatically think of Crow. Right. And he wasn't always, but it is a little weird. Well this is right, I guess this is one of his last appearances before he went full crow, right? No, he goes crow in September. I think we're in July. So we've got a couple more months of this. Right.
1: It's amazing how much more excitement and gusto this match has than what we just saw, right?
2: Well the fans uh, know these guys, they're stars. Right. You know, you had Mike Anus. Oh. Well,
1: I mean Duggan was a big star.
2: Compared to what?
1: <laughs> Compared to Mike Ennis.
2: Oh, yeah. That's fair, I guess. Okay.
1: What do we got over here? Oh, it's a
2: gimmick table. So, yeah, the, okay. the deal is around this era, you guys had like this spread for flair. It would be silver platters with oh, champagne. Okay. And for, I don't know who the fuck thought of that terrible idea, but yeah. you had it, and they finally used And they, used they brought it, it out the ringside for him, right? Supposedly Flair would call a press slam in every match Like with Sting That was his go-to Like press slam He says whenever he didn't know what to do with Sting He would just say Ah just haven't give me a fucking press slam <laughs> And he says early in his matches with Sting He'd call four or five of them Who was a little more Paranoid About their wrestling career DDP or Macho Man Oh Macho Man was You got any good macho man, paranoia stories?
1: Uh, only that he was like, Randy was, was kind of like a, a loose cannon all the time. I mean, he, he, he always was questioning things and I mean, he was always a pro. He was always ready to go, but he always questioned things and always asked me, you know, why are we doing this? What are we doing? I remember the time that no one could get in to see Eric. I think I've told the story before and, uh, he needed to get in to see Eric, and, and Eric, he was in Atlanta, and the door was closed, and Eric was on the phone, and, and I said, well, just, I just said, open the fucking door and, and go see him. You're the fucking macho man. He said, I don't know. I don't want to. I said, yeah. So I knocked on the door, and Eric said, yeah, I open the door. I said, Randy wants to see him? He said, tell him to come in. Macho man says, I like you. I like you a lot. I'm going to come to you with a lot of shit, and he would come to me with a lot of shit. Hey, tell me uh, what's going on tonight. What do you know? What have you heard? I don't know, man. I, I don't know. So I guess I became his stooge, in a way.
2: Oh, let's see what he can do with Mongo. Oh, tagging Lex Luger, things are taking a turn. (laughs) You know, you just assume with Macho Man, okay, Macho Man will be able to make this passable. Lex Luger, and look, he knows it's a rib. Are you fucking serious? (laughs) (laughs) Can we not have Sting? The tag Sting. Why don't we do that? God damn it. Okay, fine, I'll do it. Well, it's Mongo.
1: You might as well go in there. Fuck up something. Lex never knew how
2: to Well, how greasy is Lex Luger here? Is this the best Luger ever looked?
1: Uh, I don't know. The best Luger ever looked was back in the mid eighties, I think when he first started.
2: Mongo, of course, is Matt Coon's favorite wrestler. Uh huh. Watch him lock up. Yeah, he didn't know what he was doing. He
1: didn't never, never knew how to lock up. Luger's hands would like go in circles, and then he would lock up. Oh my Whoa. god! <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ! I think, I think he was. I think he was too greasy that time.
2: He slipped right off of him. You know you're shitty when Lex Luger's like, "Look at this fucking guy." <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh.
2: Oh, let's repeat the same spot? Is that what we're going to yeah, do? Yeah, let's, let's try, try it again. Try it again. Nope, the tag out, Rick. There you go. <laughs> oh, he's when got, in doubt, just fucking wear it out. He's got the out. yellow boots on. I don't think those are the same ones. Not the same ones? It might be. I don't know.
1: Okay. Oh, man. <laughs> there was...
2: I used to own those green trunks he's wearing.
1: And what happened to him?
2: I sold him. Oh. Wow. So Lex Luger uh, is my buddy Brian Rogers from South Carolina's favorite wrestler ever. How the fuck is that even possible? Yeah, I, I I thought this. He's a Mid Atlantic wrestling super freak and loved everything Crockett, everything NWA, but his favorite was somehow Lex Luger, which I just can't rationalize. Me neither. I guess he was a body guy.
1: Well, I guess, I guess so. Well, I mean, obviously Lex got a pretty big push and he was probably an impressionable young man at that time and that's exactly how it happened. Well, everything Benoit did looked great,
2: didn't it? Almost. Jesus. I don't know why all are fucking groaning. <laughs> but no, it did.
1: I mean, he was just so... All of a sudden he made it look real. Watch out. Got the announcers down there.
2: I never liked Benoit as a horseman. I know I'm in the minority. It didn't make sense to me. He wasn't a strong promo. He wasn't uh, braggadocious about all of his swag and shit. Right. That's kind of what the horsemen were. Right. So you were more like the Paul Roma type guy? Fuck you. Was, uh... <laughs> no, Tully Blanchard, to me, is the most underrated horseman ever. Oh, he's... Uh, but, you know, I just... Benoit was not was not my favorite horseman. Yeah, and neither, it, neither was Dean Malenko. Yeah,
1: the, the horsemen were Flair and Arn and Tully and... Barry Windham's
2: know. my fourth favorite. Okay,
1: mine's Ole Anderson. Oli. I get that,
2: because you're real, real old.
1: <laughs> well, and I that's where we started, but...
2: No, Ole was great, too.
1: Yeah. And was not inducted into the Hall of Fame, was he, with the rest well, of the Well, he horsemen. refused to go, so he there's did? that,
2: yeah. And the first time he met Linda McMahon, he told her to go fuck herself. Right. Yeah. So I don't think he gets to tell him go fuck yourself, and then later ask for five thousand dollars in a class ring. (laughs) No. No, it was something only
1: regretted too. He talked to us about it uh, that one that weekend we had. He
2: thought it was going to go under. Right. He thought that. Oh, this is bullshit. Mm. Yeah.
1: It'll never work. And Vince McMahon said, "I want you to meet my my wife, Linda." And he said, "Fuck you and fuck her too," and and that was about it for all his career for Vince
2: McMahon. Do you think Rick knew it was a rib whenever he tagged in Mongo? <laughs> <No>.
1: <laughs> Who's calling spots here? Rick. Sh- Rick is. Yeah.
2: <laughs> he probably is from the outside. Tell him Mongo I wasn't kidding. Did. Like yeah. Rick. Rick's calling spots from the apron right now. Mongo didn't know what to do. He never went to wrestling school. They just put him in there and said, Oh, you're a football player. And you can tell, like, he's just watched three or four shows, and here we go. I don't think there was any plan to have Mongo become a wrestler. No, it was just a commentator. Commentator was. Right. You know, he won an award for his radio show there in Chicago, and they thought, Oh, this will be good. It's PR, and blah, blah, blah. How about the uh, Macho Man outfit right here? I just put it together. That's the uh, like that's the inspiration for the Young Buck gear. Wow. Like it's fucking identical. Tassels on the bottom and everything, right? Absolutely. Man, what could have been with Benoit, you know? Absolutely. It's weird that you know, at the time, we didn't nearly know what we know about CTE. Right. But now, given what we know, it's like, what would his career have been? You know, like Christian had to retire from concussions, and, of course, Daniel Bryan nearly lost his career because of concussions. And imagine when Benoit's career would have really been shut down had we known right. then what we know now about CTE. Well, every time we
1: see him take that flying headbutt from the uh –
2: Oh, it's crazy. Yeah,
1: it is crazy. Because the head takes, obviously, a lot of the... You're right about the macho man's gear.
2: Dude, that's fucking... I mean, he needs to start kicking motherfuckers.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, these guys are putting some time into this match.
2: Well, they have to, because there's going to be a huge smudge in a little while. It's going to take a bunch of time. Right. So let's give them something decent. Right. And Cassio's cousin is into it. He's standing. He's in the front row, but still standing. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Boy, Nancy knew when to get involved. She had a great...
2: How weird was Nancy in real life? No, she wasn't... Well, she wasn't weird at all. She was a tough lady. I've heard that she used to beat the shit out of Kevin Sullivan. Well,
1: yeah, she did. Uh, they, I mean, they, they've gotten fights. She carried, a, she carried
2: a razor blade with her all the time. I've heard that she used to tape, like, blades, like wrestling gimmick blades to her fingers uh-huh. and would go through airports. And if, as she said, marks would try to bother her, she would, like, pat them on the back a bunch. And every time, little pin bricks in their back. So they'd start bleeding through their shirt and not know it. And it was her little way of, don't fucking bother me. Wow. Shane Douglas told me that. Wow. Do you believe that? Yeah, I do believe it. Yeah. It's hard to imagine that there's a lady walking through an airport with fucking razor blades taped to her fingers, <laughs> and everybody's like, "Oh, I buy it." <laughs> no, it, it, anybody that
1: anybody that knew Nancy knew that that wasn't uh, that wasn't hard to believe. But anyway, she was again. If you worked in the business with her, she was a sweetheart, and I, I, you know, you talked about. Her beating up Kevin I don't, I don't know if she beat up Kevin But I, I, I heard some of their arguments And they were They were great arguments I was taking notes Great arguments Oh yeah I was taking notes of what to What to try to say to your wife When she She has you dead to rights
2: I <laughs> like oh Good Hey let's do a little F marry kill Oh no Well just, just to be clear You can't kill woman I'm not gonna allow that Okay All right. <laughs> All right, but you got woman, Deborah, and Liz. Okay, they're all on the outside right now. Okay, Flair's lady killers. Okay, chat me up. I got to
1: kill one of these.
2: No. Well, I'm you down have to, to kill Deborah just on GP. <laughs>
1: <Okay>. <laughs>
2: Who are you effing? Who are you marrying? Uh, I'm marrying Liz, and an and effing uh, woman. All right, so Jimmy Hart is freaking out. Here we go. Probably because I just crossed the line real bad on the show here, <laughs> and he's trying to get the cameraman's attention and take it to the back. And here comes maybe one of the most, at this point, either the most or second most important moment in Nitro history. Yeah, probably,
1: I would think so. You're
2: going to see the moment that
1: uh, that really ruined our relationship with Disney too.
2: How about this? You knew when Jimmy wasn't wearing sunglasses, shit was real. <laughs> I wonder if he's freaking out because nobody's mentioned
0: Jimmy's famous tiki deck. We got beer in cans, God damn it. Beer in cans. Come on in the back.
2: And there's Orn. Yep.
1: And what uh, ruined our, our thing. That's Scotty Riggs.
2: Or buff? Oh, there Scotty Yes. Yeah. What happened to my meal ticket? Bam. <laughs> yeah. Here we go. The biggest moment in Nitro up to this point. Yeah. One of them. Here we go. Yep. How do you guys even pitch this? Okay. Doink. <laughs> Never gets old.
1: No, it doesn't. So... Uh, rescue squads start coming, police start coming, and if you're Disney, you obviously don't want something like this at the entrance of your park, right?
2: So this is what... This is the best part of the whole thing to me, though. Yeah, Macho Man, not planned, not scripted, just like, well, I'm here, I gotta do something. I'm gonna jump on a moving fucking car. (laughs) This was not planned. No. He could have fallen and really injured himself, and they would have been legally obligated. And now everybody in the arena is like, what the fuck happened? Yeah. Well, just sit tight. We got 20 minutes of this shit now. <laughs> but it was a cool moment. They're selling it like, you know, everybody's been attacked by bats. But the whole Londar thing. Yeah. Chat me up. Whose idea was that? And, and how easy is it to sell Ray well, Mysterio? It's not on- hard
1: to sell Ray on that. And it was, Ke- it was Kevin Nash's idea to do that. He said, I'll just take you and I'll throw you towards, up against the the trailer. But I don't think they talked about him going head first. It was Ray who kind of improvised going head first. He was just going to throw him up against the, the trailer.
2: Do you think Buff's on the ground there because Joey Janela called him at Starcast? <laughs> never mind, <laughs> never t- mind.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Buff, Buff, what happened? It's Conrad. He sent people after me.
3: Oh!
2: Arn, oh, God. Well, he is fired up at Vince right now, is he not? Yeah, man.
1: <laughs> I saw Arn in a position like that many times.
2: Usually at the bar, though. At the bar, right. How uh, how much are is our woman and Liz selling this, by oh, the God. way? God, They're probably two of the, the low-key MVPs of this segment. Yeah. Even Flair's like, fuck, baby, you're calling it. What do you want us to
1: do? He had a baseball bat. Yeah, she was tremendous, wasn't
2: she? I love that Buff's pretending, or Sting's pretending to give a fuck about Buff. (laughs) I love that anybody there is pretending to give a fuck about Buff. Wait, are these your calf implants? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh god! Yeah. You know, that's my favorite part. Yeah. They th- they threw a Mexican wrestler into the trailer. Send the fire truck. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? How about Alex Wright in there? Yes. He's hey, by the way, he slid in my DMs looking for Stark ass bucking. Oh. Never heard of that guy before on social media, but he found me. Mm. Well, you're you're out there now. You know who will not be a star cast? Alex, fucking right. There's <laughs> a spoiler. Okay. Uh, Buff Bagwell too. Yeah, he's on the list too. Yeah.
1: Is Scott Steiner coming back?
2: Of course, Scott Steiner's the man. Yeah, of course he is. There's fucking Eddie Guerrero, man. Yeah. One of the all-time greats. Bruce Pritchard refers to him as the uh, Mexican Shawn Michaels. <laughs>
1: Isn't it amazing to you that that Ray is still out there taking bumps like he's doing now? Years well, what's later? even
2: crazier is you think about what a high-profile spot he's in right here. He's 19 yeah. years old. Jesus. Dude's 19. He can't buy beer legally. That's crazy. Yeah. Meanwhile, Arn Anderson looks 50 there, and he looks 50 now. <laughs> This was
1: really a good angle. It was was great. But it was the wrong place to do it.
2: No, I think it's fine. It worked out. (laughs) I'm glad you guys didn't move to Orlando. Because you would have become Impact Wrestling. (laughs) I'm not kidding. Y'all would have done more studio shit. And it would have looked terrible. Well, we eventually got moved out and had
1: to start going going to Universal. And this helped pave the way for it. And David Crockett uh who we've had on one of our live shows was right in the middle of this because David was the one that had to basically choreograph all this
2: so he had to organize the uh fire trucks and yep. ambulances. Mm-hmm. Yep.
1: Wow uh, this is uh, this is a great moment. This is uh
2: this all of a sudden made it look it adds weird. a level of realism. Right. That you don't normally see. I mean, you guys had Hacksaw Jim Duggan out there earlier, and now this. That is a, a contrast of two wrestling styles. Yeah, A more cartoonish, tongue-in-cheek, funny ha-ha versus... And I think what most wrestling fans really look for, because we all, we all have this unstated agreement to suspend disbelief, right? Right. And so we watch something like this, and a big portion of the fan base goes, okay, I know all that other stuff, all the press slams and all that was bullshit, but this this was real and when you can make even quote unquote smart fans wonder whether or not something was real how about that fucking that EMT is like trying to take his yeah, mask yeah. off and he's like, god damn it, don't touch that <laughs> no, that's sacred leave it on, broken neck or not can you imagine if like in real life, Mill Masters had surgery and he's like under anesthesia, requiring the masks to stay on. Anyway, when, when fans say, okay, but this was real, right. that's what, I mean, even you as a kid, you remember right. when the guy started fucking with uh, your, your grandfather's cane or your right. Bo- whatever.
1: Right. My Uncle John <clears throat> hit Greg Valentine the head with a cane. One of the great moments of when I was growing up. And it was real to them. And there was always the hook. There was always something in a wrestling show that made you think, well, this is bullshit and this is bullshit, but this shit's real. And this was a moment in our show
2: when it was real. Whose ringtone is that? Please God, let me know that was Silva's. That sounded like a fucking NSYNC song or Backstreet Boys. Oh, it's Silva's probably Minuto. <laughs>
1: oh, look at look at Ben Wall selling it, man.
2: Is Ben crying? Yes. Look at that. My God, this is uncomfortable to watch. <laughs> It really is in a way, isn't it? Like Benoit trying to make himself cry. I do need to say the fucking announcers are great here. Here's the one thing that's bad about this segment, Tony. I know you're going to disagree. Okay. It's too fucking long. Oh, no. No, I I agree. People have already changed over, and now they're watching Teal Hopper wrestle Flash Funk on the other (laughs) (laughs) side. Seriously, the segment was great, but it was too long. And how about this? You can't convince me to care about Scotty Riggs. It ain't happening. No, you're right. Didn't care then, don't care now. Thanks for listening, Scotty.
1: The segment could have ended with Randy being taken out of the limousine.
2: Well, maybe we need to cut. I would have matches going on right now. Right. And then I'd cut back and still show that behind the scenes, you know. Right. Chaos. In real life, wouldn't you just send Haku out and just let him eat the NWO? Yes, he, yeah. Yeah. He's pissed off. Watch out. Don't push him. I think if he would have eaten Benoit right there. Oh. Doug Dillinger's useless here, as you know. (laughs) You're supposed to be security, and you just let everybody get fucking destroyed. That's right. I need somebody to run down right now and say, Doug Dillinger, this is all your fault. You're fired.
1: <laughs> Good God, you're you're right. All right, wow.
2: Look at your fucking mullet, dude. <laughs> you got that Rumpelstiltskin hair. <laughs> I'm, I'm oh in the gold <laughs> chain. What are you doing, tweaking your nips? I don't know. <laughs> Dude you like an extra From the Sopranos <laughs> You're part of Johnny Sacks crew Right here
1: <laughs> Oh we gotta go back Shit
2: So a neck brace Oxygen And uh We're checking the pupils For getting hit in the leg With a baseball bat <laughs> I mean that's what happened He got hit in the leg With a baseball bat Oh and, god Oh there's the Kendall. doll Okay yeah it became real right now, didn't it? How much hair dies Eric using right here, for real? Oh, my God.
1: I didn't. Heenan's going to make it real now, too.
2: I'm not going to do a wrestling interview. I'm talking to you man and man. Yep. You see that guy? To your. You see that guy. He's it talking about the nerve damage in his hand, or the yep. neck injury, and it's not worth it to him to be out here. Right. Heenan does have a level of realism. Right. And he's sort of addressing Eric like it's not worth it to me to be out here insinuating that he's the boss without explicitly saying it. Right. He's wearing white pants. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I'm itching there, too. What the fuck? <laughs> Lo- Lois has got to get rid of that fucking dog hair, man. <laughs> it's in your laundry. It really is. Speaking of dog hair, we gave away a bag of dog hair at our Low-Key Big Hog weekend. Yes. I mean, we said door prizes, and, yeah. and I brought like a slam crate, right, and, and fanny packs, and right. replica belts, right. and you brought a bag of fucking dog hair. <laughs> what type of goddamn psychopath are you? <laughs> They'll love this. Watch.
1: <laughs> well, who wouldn't like dog hair, right? that's what i thought no one no one answered on that one i'm just trying to get rid of it
2: god work with me here holy shit when we do the low-key big hog weekend in 2020 can you have lois make a pillow of dog hair i'm I'm sure i could we can make a dog bed out of dog hair. hair the whole mattress yeah Jimmy Hart is still running around telling everybody about his ladies' night special at the Tiki Deck. (laughs) Two for one. See that? Two for one. Okay.
1: And now David Crockett there, and David is legitimately mad this is happening. Because people at Disney have have freaked out by now.
2: Because people in the area were legitimately calling 911. That's right. I mean, this was a real happening. One of the more important nitros ever... But the segment's just too fucking long. Yeah. I've never wanted another Mike Enos match in my (laughs)
3: life.
2: Is that
1: Scotty Riggs covered up there?
2: No one cares.
1: (laughs) My God, it's like he's... yeah but it was it was it was good t v uh i mean it it ended up being good t v for us. It ended up
2: who's the guy uh can you tell us who any of these other guys we don't know are Oh, the left the, uh, the, West, the guy just walked off yeah, yeah West Benton he was a steady cam operator so he ran your hard cam uh there was a
1: uh, a steady cam you know guy that would walk down with the wrestlers
2: oh gotcha okay yeah, i didn't our, know
1: that phrase i got you yeah, he was our steady cam operator uh
2: does he have an apparatus that like uh connected the camera to his body yeah. to make that happen? Mm-hmm.
1: And uh, we saw Doug and the, the, the security guys in the yellow I think are just gimmick guys. Uh, but there were some actual security guys that came back there from Disney. Can you imagine in today's climate, political climate and terrorism being what it is, how this would have been received? Homeland Security would have come down on us
2: for Kevin Nash throwing a Mexican in our trailer. Yes, (laughs) that just sounds like you know. (laughs) No, they they really live PD on AMC or whatever it
1: is. No, he would have. He would have. uh, They would have come down on us. They would have probably come and shut this thing down. Swarmed all over. This guy, I don't know who he is. In the white pants, that's obviously an EMT guy.
2: White pants and white belts were over in 96. Apparently so, say. yeah. And Rick's walking out with him. It would be great if instead of riding in an ambulance, Rick just got in a limo and followed him. <laughs> Wow. Scotty Riggs never got so much attention in his life This is the most you know what easy- orange kids thought when they saw this Seriously you, I mean he's got to have Somebody at the house Saying smarten him up. everything's okay Right Because can you imagine seeing your dad get put on a stretcher like that Wow Jesus You're
1: right This is going on For fucking ever Way too long So you guys remember Watching it when it happened Did you think it was was Too long at that time No you just loved it No they
2: were kids It was awesome
1: Yeah Yeah. (laughs) Right
2: It's weird though Because you can look back now With a more critical eye Right And now because Everybody's so quote unquote Smart to the business They feel like Oh here's what we should have done or here's what they should have done But this got people talking So it worked Right it's probably one of the better angles That's ever done But uh, I think hindsight being what it is you, you would have cut away And did something different Man they did put braces Around his cabin implants Look at that <laughs> <You did. laughs> He may have asked for it though If this was pre-implant He may have said Cover my minuscule calves <laughs> Randy Anderson Got an eye patch on uh, Wow I think he might be a pirate though
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's right Right off the Pirates of the Caribbean ride.
2: Well, this took up the the bulk of the show. It's the longest fucking segment ever. Yeah. Do you want to tell it? Do your uh, your freestyle rap for everybody.
1: Go ahead. Are you supposed to begin?
2: Uh, no. Well, I think maybe we should just do that differently. If you need my participation, I do need your participation. Okay. Yeah. We'll do that a little later for uh, Patreon. Okay. But you have been working on one. Yes, been working on a freestyle
1: rap that's going to end up being on Patreon.
2: You know, I don't think you can say I've been working on a freestyle rap because that (laughs) by definition makes it not a freestyle. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I've been thinking about doing a freestyle rap. I'll, I'll let it slide. Okay. <laughs> just wanted to clarify. Okay. So you know. Can we get another fucking Mike Ennis match? <laughs> Stop. Sting just wants to leave, too. Shut the door behind me, goddammit. <laughs>
1: Well, I guess in the grand scheme of things, when you think that, in effect, and I guess many fans thought, you guys may have thought this, that the WWF is invading WCW, that this is important enough to show it the entire way.
2: Oh, well, now there's fireworks. Because <laughs> why not? Yeah, that's right. Arn Anderson's dead. Pew, pew, pew. <laughs> So now we're going to come back and act like nothing happened. Right. Let's see what match you guys choose to follow that segment. Okay. can't wait.
1: It's our standby match. Oh, the Steiner Brothers against High Voltage.
2: Holy my God. This is everything that was wrong with WCW right here. I mean, to start the show, it's Hacksaw Jim Duggan and Mike Enos, Mm -hmm. as you say. Then that segment, which was phenomenal. Lots of star power, big matches. And now, high voltage. There
1: was a... Amongst the people in the backstage...
2: Look at the crowd. And the crowd goes mild. (laughs) Those (laughs) kids are mugging because they want to be on screen. When you came back from commercial, high voltage should have just been in the ring. And if it was up to me, just already laying down.
1: (laughs) (laughs) There was a... uh, there were some people uh, that were in the booking part of this that thought that one of the high voltage members, the the kid with the short black hair, they should have made him a third Steiner brother, and there was a push for that at one time.
2: That's the worst idea I've
1: heard today. Yeah, well, that was true. They were going to make him. They thought he looked like the Steiners with these, and he was strong and he was stout. And
2: hey, by the way, uh, Jeff Jewett from Vermont owns those jackets right there. Really? Yeah, they're framed in his basement. Wow. Is Jeff with us here? Yeah, doodutrucking.com. If you'd like to get some water delivered to your house for your pool, or maybe you've just got a lot of shit in the backyard, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he'll come take care of it at dutytrucking.com. Or if you own a dairy plant and it has a lot of waste that needs to be okay. gotten rid of. All right. I need to ask a question about that. I, I, I dot you. Com.
1: Jeff, He's not in here right now. Good. Uh, it's real what, though. Would you want a guy who sucks up
2: Shit for a living to put water in your pool. It's a different truck. All
3: right.
2: He's got multiple trucks. He owns a whole trucking company, not okay. a truck. He tells you it is. No, no, no. I've seen, okay. Okay. I've seen pictures of multiple trucks. Okay. Some are red. Some are gray. Does he? Does he suck
1: up the shit and filter it out, put it in another truck, and dump it into somebody's pool?
2: Can I give you the real deal here? Yeah. He has nothing to do with doo I just made it up on the show. Okay, good. I was trying to be entertaining. Because okay. you told me once you drove a doo-doo truck. <laughs> and I thought, well, we should have a doo-doo trucking.com character. Okay. And I said that, and then he went and bought the domain, which to my surprise was available. You can't get any good domains anymore, but doo trucking.com was available. <laughs> and he forwarded it to his company. Okay. Speaking of doo-doo. Yeah. Right, we got <laughs> high voltage in the ring getting beat up by the Steiner brothers. Mm-hmm.
1: They did their best with high voltage. I mean there was a, a again, there's a lot of people backstage that liked high voltage. I Thought they could give us something, but no.
2: Boy, Scott Soners tights like they're right out of nineteen ninety one, don't yeah, they? Wow. Where's Rick? He just jumped off the apron. By the way, there has been a, a shuffle of the front row across from the hard cam. Yeah. Cassio's cousin is now gone. <laughs> but those seats are still empty. Yeah, they are. I remember watching this and thinking, somebody's going to come and do a run-in or something, and they're going to reveal more members of this or that, and that's who's going to wind up in those seats. Right. And of course, that didn't happen.
1: See, Rick's concerned about what happened in the backstage
2: area. I got it now. I think he's just looking for his other matching boot. <laughs> <laughs> and they stole my boots. <laughs> I ain't going to take this shit anymore. I'm getting on the school board. <laughs> uh, by the way, the uh, guy that you said needed to be another Steiner brother, mm-hmm. uh, I believe uh, is like a high school teacher. And a football coach now well, I think Rick Steiner Becoming a member of the
1: school board In Cherokee County Is one of the great Post-wrestling stories of all time If you think about
2: his character And I think the idea that we rename them School board and ham cubes Yeah <laughs> Has revitalized their career <laughs> It certainly has helped him out I just I just
1: scratch my head At the fact of what he's doing now
2: what he's doing now. How about what you're doing now? <laughs> that's right.
1: Well, the what happened with Rick when he wanted to run for school board, and I think this is pretty much common knowledge, he wanted to use Rick Steiner, and they said, Well, that's not your real name. You've got to use your real name. And he thought, Well, if I use my real name, I'm not going to get the votes that I need. So there was a big stink about that.
2: Did he change his name legally? Yeah.
1: No, they didn't change his name. He just went with Robert. Are you going to
2: change your name legally to Tony Schiavone? <laughs> I better better
1: not. I better
2: oh. What the fuck just happened? <laughs> I think he found out you guys wanted to make his partner the other Steiner brother, so he did a header <laughs> off the top row. <laughs> fuck this. <laughs> oh. What the fuck was that? Fuck. And he celebrated though. Yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah those fans are really fired up
2: yeah how would you describe Scott Steiner's hair right there where there's no sideburns but like a mid back mullet but (laughs) look poofy on top Hmm. seriously his hair looks similar to Tawny Contains right there (laughs) holy shit Who would you rather take a lariat from? Rick Steiner or JBL? Or, I'm sorry, Crowbar. (laughs) Uh, I guess I'd rather take it from Crowbar than
1: Steiner's fucking Steiner line was... The fuck they're improvising here.
2: Tell me what just happened, Tony. Oh, fuck. Can we just see a murder? (laughs) Holy shit.
1: Oh God. That
2: was more violent than the attack backstage. <laughs> yes, it was. <laughs> yeah, and he just whispered, "I killed him."
1: Probably in the back, they were telling him, "He's
3: the- dead." <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> they probably got the two teams together in the back. And said, "You're coming out out of a, a of a mugging. I want you to really be upset and make it look real." It probably. I, I,
2: I hope is replay went, that. I'm gonna need you to call it. How's right. he walking? I have no idea, man. Here comes a Steiner line. Yeah,
1: this is gonna be a. Watch him he just hauls off. Wow. Uh. <laughs> yeah, I'll take one from JBL. I think. <laughs> you ready to go? Yeah. Hold up. Uh.
2: You ain't no Steiner, brother. <laughs> Whoa.
1: One of those moments where he said, This shit is real, and guess what? It really
2: was. Here comes Dudu dot com's jackets. <laughs> so you're gonna take one more look backstage here as the Amoses are finally leaving. Yeah. By the way, let me just say, I hope I never have any sort of physical issue in Orlando because it will take a half hour <laughs> to just get me into the ambulance. I'll be dead. I've never wanted a time cue so bad in my life. <laughs> who who was uh, running this uh, crane shot here? Um. It was one of the cameramen from TBS. Oh, thanks. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> clears that up. They, sure. No, they rotated guys in all the time.
3: <laughs>
1: I'm thinking, what's this motherfucker talk? Fuck you. Okay. okay. Hey, by the way, I don't like Heenan. I'm glad he's gone. All right. There you go. How about that? So take that white pants motherfucker out of here
2: you are all stressed out about doing a live show With me in Chicago this weekend At C2E2 At 83WHW.com Yeah, all stressed out about it Hey, Tony, we haven't talked about it today But when I see Eric Bischoff I can't help but wonder Are we supposed to be talking about Blue Chew today?
1: Uh, No, Blue Chew is not Not this week week. No. Okay, cool So we
2: can just talk about our super hard dicks next week? Yes, we can Okay. Okay Okay (laughs) <laughs> you were, just so we're clear, though, next week you'll probably talk about how Blitch gets it so hard even a cat couldn't scratch it. Right. Okay. Okay. It's my favorite Tony Schiavone as i ever. <laughs> oh, Jesus. I know I, I asked for this, but I, I'm immediately regretting it. <laughs> These guys look like, he look, seriously, yeah. boss man looks like he is a reject from the YMCA here. Yes, he does. <laughs> I feel like this is when Big Vito went to the gay biker club at Sopranos. <laughs> he was wearing that same outfit, but with a dog collar.
1: <laughs> it's a shame. No, we're getting we're getting ready to have a world title match here, I believe. No, we're not. Really? Here yeah, we are. It wasn't the giant the world champion around this time.
2: Nope. Okay, so Eddie Gray is the world champion? No. <laughs> I didn't remember I th- that happening here. I thought I thought this was a giant coming out. How about the tree right in the middle of the entrance? <laughs> I bet Eddie wishes he'd have missed that in that Corvette, didn't he? <laughs> that didn't kill him. Fuck y'all. <laughs> hmm. I got to tell you, I fucking love Eddie Guerrero's mulleted porn stash. Yep. Look here. He looks like he's operating the goddamn Gravitron at the State Fair. (laughs) He knows where the meth in your town
3: is.
2: (laughs) Listen, I've always enjoyed Bossman's WWF work, but can we agree when he wasn't working with Hogan and when he came to y'all, he was not the same?
1: No, he wasn't. But for a big man, he could still do some stuff.
2: Did he tuck his leather pants into his boots? (laughs) On the right right side, he did. He's, like, trying things out. (laughs) I do that with my wife sometimes. Like, should I wear these shoes or these? (laughs) And I guess he forgot when he was asking Jimmy to untuck one. (laughs) Man, look at this. He's just waiting for minutes for boss man to turn around. Gave up. Fuck it. <laughs> oh, my God. This is where my hate of white sunglasses comes from. I thought it was Jay-Z. It's Jimmy fucking Hart. He's got the white shades right there.
1: Cassio's cousin's back.
2: Hypothetically. Oh, he is. Yeah.
1: He's got two With seats. those denim shorts.
2: Yep. Like he likes it. Hypothetically, if I were to text Jimmy Hart and ask who does his airbrushing, can I get you a blazer with your own face airbrushed on the back? Sure. All right. You wear it to shows and whatnot? Yeah.
1: Wouldn't that be gimmick infringement?
2: Uh, (sighs) Nah.
1: It's more of an homage. Okay, an homage to Jimmy Hart?
2: you just come out And get real high pitched And talk about Beans and taters And beer and cans And whenever we do live shows You can carry my weed <laughs>
1: Oh god Jimmy really doesn't look Much different now Than he did back then Beans and taters Won't age you No man he's, and he, He's well into his 70s
2: Isn't that crazy to think about Jimmy Hart being in his 70s? Yeah, it is. I guess I should just mention lots of rumor and innuendo about Rick this last week. He's fine. So there's my official statement. He's fine. We're talking about Ric Flair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Pop, pop. And that's the official word from the family. Well, yeah, I'm just saying he's fine. You know, there's all this, oh, this happened and that happened and this person said he's fine. Okay, well, that's good. A lot of rumor and innuendo. All right. All right. You know, Andy Guerrero's questioning his life choices at this point. (laughs) I was a big star in ECW. I could have owned Mexico. I wanted to make it in America. Now I'm having a sell for Ray Trailer. (laughs) Ray's a good performer, but man, when he's not the boss man, it just ain't the same. No, you're right. And he went through so many fucking gimmicks. Well, that's your fault. You're on the booking committee. Yeah. We don't talk about that enough, but you were on that fucking committee. You were in the meetings. I I was in the meetings, yes. But who else was in the meeting? Well, there was different times. There was Kevin Sullivan. No, I don't mean that. I just mean other bookers. You weren't in there as the official note taker. No. You were contributing, and you were like, what about the Guardian? (laughs) (laughs) We can't call him the boss, man. What if we just drop man? What if we just call him (laughs) the boss?
1: (laughs) (laughs) i'm not gonna take credit or blame for any of these fucking ideas
2: do you remember one idea you ever had ever about anything uh, in your life uh
1: yes alexander york and the
2: york foundation that was your idea that was my idea so hang on when tommy rich was at the low-key big hawk deal yeah somebody mentioned hey remember when he was thomas rich and the computer would tell him how to win matches that was your fucking idea uh, well, they they expand. I came up with the original idea. Why are you backpedaling? Okay. Just fucking own it. You here's the deal. What I heard was you invented the internet. <laughs> Did you invent the internet? No, I didn't invent
1: the internet. But I came up with the original idea with with uh, our friend Terry uh, Boatwright Reynolds.
2: Why are you making a weird face? <laughs> she's, a, she's our friend. I didn't she, say she wasn't. She's okay. a nice lady. Yeah. Look at Paul
1: Bromwell winking at me back there. Okay.
2: I saw her at the uh, 25th anniversary of Raw. Yeah. And she has this dog that she really loves. Right. She pushes it around in a baby carriage.
3: <laughs>
2: That's a hell of an idea. Really? Yeah. You ever try to get on an airplane with a baby carriage? No, but I'd, I'd be... Good I'm ready. talking about like Rosemary's baby baby carriage. Well, when with both- a fucking dog in it. Yeah, you're not
1: kidding. Bug would be comfortable in it. He would. When Bug gets older and he can't walk around, i push him around in it. I'm doing that. All right.
2: <laughs> well, here's what's going to happen. I'm going to introduce you to the miracle of CBD oil, and we're going to put it in Bug's food. <laughs> He's going to be like a new dog. <laughs> we should try it with Lois. <laughs> Maybe she likes to clean up the goddamn dog hair. <laughs> I
1: like that idea, man. That's good shit. Baby carriage. One, two. I'm excited now.
2: About a baby carriage? Yeah, about being able to push my dog around a baby carriage. You fussed when you brought a, a, a bag to the low-key big-odd get-together. Now you're looking forward to pushing dogs? Well, just bug.
1: <laughs> baby bug. Yeah, there you go.
2: Did you ever see Eddie's old partner Art Bar wrestle? Uh, yeah, he wrestled for us as
1: the juicer. the Juicer, right? What did you think of that Juicer character? I didn't like the character, but I liked Art Bar a lot. Why didn't you like the Juicer? Well, first of all, it was a ripoff of Beetlejuice.
2: And Everything y'all did was a fucking ripoff. You called this guy the Boss because you called the Boss. <laughs> you had the fucking renegade. Okay, now you're shitting on ripoff ideas. I just didn't like the gimmick. I didn't but I liked our bar. So tell the truth. Wait, what are they doing right now? I feel like this is Vito from Sopranos yeah. right now. <laughs> <Jesus>. <laughs> Efren is oddly quiet right now. <laughs> <laughs> so chat me up. Mm. Why didn't you like the juicer? I I just didn't I didn't like It looked
1: like I tell you what it looked like.
2: Is that the most legit inside cradle you've ever seen in your entire life? Like that looked like that was really going to work, like for real. Is it just me, or does that look like Bill Watts a little bit in the front row? I've been calling him Cassio's cousin, but (laughs) could also be Bill Watts. Mm. Stop doing shit off the top rope. <laughs> <laughs> he chopped yep. him and fell. <laughs> well, that's the move. Yeah. You love when they mug to the camera, don't you? Oh, I fucking hate it. Boy, he's trying to like talk seductively to. <laughs> <laughs> I know you're watching, Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What the fuck just happened (laughs) Oh shit Are you going to count His shoulders are down You got
1: to admit Eddie's doing a hell of a job Bumping for him But shit Eddie could bump for anybody Holy shit Down on the mat and grab a hold
2: Trying to get that Latino heat going. So, why didn't you like? Tell me about Art Bar. No, so, I, I didn't like the I, I, juicer. What about thought, the performer? The man well, behind I told the you paint?
1: The performer, he was very good. He was kind of ahead of his time when we had him. And uh, he could do some, some
2: great shit. Why didn't it work out? You guys just put him in a shit gimmick? Yeah. Should you have made him the goddamn candy man? <laughs>
3: <laughs>
2: no, that wouldn't have worked either. What about Glacier? He could have been Glacier. Yeah. Oh, God.
1: Mortis. <laughs> Arachnoman? What other shitty gimmicks? Well, we
2: y'all have? are wrong for Arachnaman. <laughs> what? what? By what? the way, when we had uh, Tommy Rich as our surprise guest for yeah. night one of the low-key big hog get-together. Right. Somebody said, is PN News coming tomorrow? <laughs> <laughs> I've never wanted to unfriend someone in real life. <laughs> To right then. <laughs> Fuck that. Pee and News. That's actually going to be my Halloween costume this year. Right? <laughs> if I just get tan and cut my hair short, yo, yo, baby, yo, baby, yo, I'm fucking in. CT News. Hey.
1: <laughs> Listen, I liked Pee and News. I did. Fuck you.
2: <laughs> What's your favorite PN News match?
1: Uh, it was actually the scaffold match.
2: <laughs> he just laid down the whole time. I
1: he didn't anything. It was fucking hilarious. I'm thinking he's going to shit his pants anytime time now. He was so fucking scared. But that's the one I remember more than anything. Look
2: at Eddie Guerrero trying to make chicken salad. Yeah. Lord bless him oh here we go here comes a stupid finish. I bet the goddamn megaphone comes in <laughs> oh. <Where's the> fucking... <laughs> how do <did> I know <laughs> what the fuck? well anyone how about, how about that? that well the right guy won I can't shit on this. <laughs> You can shit on it. Bill anything. Watts was not high-fiving his ass <laughs> at all.
1: <laughs> oh, my God. Bill Watts, big old
2: boy, too. Dude, you're in a jacket just like that.
1: Oh, they're getting pissed oh, off. Oh,
2: with tails. I need it with tails. <laughs> Bug on the back, that'd be yeah, great. That'd be great, man. Bug in a baby stroller on the back. <laughs> you should try talking, Tony.
1: Okay. Look at look at this fucking shot.
2: What are you doing right now? Call us. Twist. Here we go. Eddie coming up. What, what did he call this move Tornado DDT. Tornado DDT! <laughs> It kicked him in the stomach, Kicked him in the stomach.
1: Sunset flip, Sunset Tony. flip over the top. He tries to get the megaphone, and the megaphone falls out. Jimmy Jett down for the one, two, three. How about that? And the fans go wild here at Disney. Eddie Guerrero in the tree. <laughs> <laughs> You're winners.
2: <clears throat> that tree was over. Okay. <clears throat> what the fuck are we doing right now? Oh, no, God. We're watching one of the one of the. Oh, here we go. Okay. The funny announcement. By the way, this is one of the best segments you guys did. I love the little announcement, like they had bought time. Hulk Hogan's right. a bad guy here. What's he saying here? Mm. Well, he's not talking here. You're gonna do voiceovers. No, you don't want do that okay. on the show. I don't.
0: Well, they've all heard about my thermos, brother, and now they're joining me here in the new world order we're here to fuck your wives Bubba you hear me <laughs> your first wife your second wife your third wife we'll fuck all
1: your
3: wives Bubba
1: yo that's right I'll fuck them and then I'll get fucked up <laughs>
2: I think I'm gonna make all the money brother cause we're here to rape pillage and blunder
1: yeah and I'm still gonna get fucked up what do you think man
2: This is, seriously, some of the best vignettes yeah. that you guys did. They
1: let, uh, they didn't, they, this is a, a Neil Pruitt creation. It really is. I mean, he, he came up with all this stuff and this idea how to shoot it. There was another guy named Mike Shockett that they used. Some very creative guys that we had that did a lot of our videos and stuff. So I'm doing all the talking.
2: Hulk Hogan here is trying to transition from, we know something, dude. Right. And he hasn't quite yet gotten it. And allegedly these were shot um, over like an entire day because they kept trying to redo it. And the solution, when they couldn't just get a one-take, more traditional feel was to do all these cutaways. And it was pretty innovative at the time because usually it was a stand-up, right? you know, three, two, one, and then everybody does their deal and cut. But here, they just did a lot of segments, splice it together, different camera angles, black and white. They made it work. But allegedly that was because Hulk Hogan was still not used to being a heel and was used to being sort of more over-the-top 80s wrestling, less... More subdued, cool, laid back, and then we're seeing them here, and the, the the end result was great. Give some credit to to who helped put this together, yeah. and give Hogan
1: some credit too. If if he was still in his '80s wrestling mode here, he certainly did morph into a, a great heel character.
2: Oh, without question. Yes. I just mean. You know, I know Craig Leathers was there. I know that Neil Pruitt was there. Who else helped put these vignettes? Uh, again, Mike
1: Shockett was one. We had a, Kemper Rogers was our, uh, was our editor, and he, he would, at the, in the edit suite, come up with all these ideas for effects and things that we can do. And Kemper Rogers is, is a kid that nobody really talks about, but uh, is one of the most talented kids I've ever worked in an edit suite with. And, of course, you know, if somebody had a creative, had an idea or had an idea for do something like this, you know, we would go with it.
2: I love that Hogan is pitching Road Wild here, Hog Wild, and he's saying there's going to be (laughs) 500,000 (laughs) Harley-Davidson's. Seriously, he just said there's going to be 500,000 Harley-Davidson's there Mm. uh, at the show. Right. Where he's going to slam Andre, who weighed 2,100 pounds. (laughs) Metallica will be opening. He'll be playing bass. (laughs) And all those 500,000 Harley people have to be eating supper that night. So he's going to hook it up on his George Foreman grill. (laughs)
1: Boy, this kind of went on and on, too, didn't it? Jesus. Yeah. Neil Pruitt was the voice of the NWO. He did all the voice that NWO voice. And I think we're still going to see the world champion here. I love those. I love these entrance shots. Really? Really? Oh, yeah, I did. The big wide. The big wide. Over the top. Seeing a part of. I'm, my my arms itching now.
2: Why are you so scratchy here? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Whoop. We are literally in a state of shock right now.
1: <laughs> I don't know what kind of watch I have right there, of You're a watch guy.
2: It's nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Looks like the old school Casio G-Shock. Yeah, it is. It probably was. <laughs> oh my god! What the fuck was that lady doing?
3: <laughs>
1: oh, I'm still itching. What the fuck?
2: What else is going on in this man? In this show? I'm yanking. Are we going some off stuff. the air? Trying to sell the NWO announcement? Mm-hmm. Yep. These, these guys were drinking last night, ladies and gentlemen.
1: <laughs> now I'm smelling my thumb. What the fuck am I doing?
2: Were you, was that Deborah on your fingers? Or
1: what's going
2: on? Wow. Oh, oh my God. We're, we're going to show it again? Oh, Jesus. I'm oh. going to the bathroom. <laughs> okay. That's time for a bathroom break, then. <laughs> no, wait a minute. Stay here. Why? Nothing's happening. We're watching the same shit again. Have fun. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, You're missing some great spots here, Conrad. Lo, like that <laughs> fucking lariat. Compare that clothesline to Rick Steiner's. Holy shit. Wow. <laughs> 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 fucking Jimmy... <laughs> <laughs> come on down. Come on down. <laughs> down. Yeah, come on. Conrad and Tony said they're gonna come here and do a podcast. <laughs> so we
0: have some have some have some business.
1: Yeah. Oh, I hope they show I hope they hear here. Oh, no, there's Scotty. Huh, oh, fuck you guys. Okay. Oh, Zabisco just called them coward jerks. And now here's the big moment. I love this man. Oh. Yeah, that's right. Should have gone right through a fucking... That would have been great. Just through a window. Yeah. Yeah, well, the reason he's got so many knee problems is that he... Yeah, it's... Does crazy shit. All right, so they just showed a little bit of that, and Conrad's still taking a piss. <laughs> I can't do this thing on my own, man. Yeah, you know, you're right. I guess it would have been a drone shot in today's uh, today's climate, with all the uh, technology and everything we got going on. What'd you think? This I love this. I really thought the entrance was great. Oh my God, Greg the Hammer Valentine! Oh God, This is about to pick up. <laughs> you made you made it back just in time. Watch out for the tree. <laughs>
2: I wish he would have ran into the tree and the tree <laughs> went over.
1: We'll take Arn Anderson's. Pl- oh, Greg is taking Arn Anderson's place. Okay, he's
2: a sub. I got it now. It's the only way he got on nitro. <laughs> That's right.
1: Uh, Well, I'm I'm telling you, I know you're going to say bullshit, but back in the Mid-Atlantic days, he was a big star. He really was. He always talked about his brother, Johnny Valentine, and then they revealed on one of the editions of Mid-Atlantic Championship Wrestling that he was, in fact, the son of Johnny Valentine. And that was a big angle. Here he is Here's your world champion
2: Rocking that big gold belt Looking as only it can look The Giant here had no theme song Do you think he should have?
1: Yeah I think everybody should have a theme
2: song What would his theme song sound like? Hum it Dun Dun Dun-a-dun dun don dun Dun-a-dun Dun-dun-dun That's enough Don dun dun
1: dun dun That's enough We're good dun Here come Bertha Butt Dun-dun-dun And the Butt Sisters Dun-dun-dun Dunda dun.
0: I'll suck it to you, baby.
1: What are you doing right now? I'm doing the troglodyte song. <laughs> Am I the only one that knows that? Yes. Okay. Did Jimmy get paid more for being in every segment? <laughs> no. Jimmy Jimmy just Jimmy was a hard working a bitch. Repeat the question. Don't, they didn't hear did, it on the mic. Okay, then here did Jimmy get paid extra for being in every segment? And the answer is no. He just wanted to be out there. Oh, don't, 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 don't. Need to look up that that song, the troglodytes and the Bertha Butt bump.
2: No, my doctor told me my troglodytes are way too high. <laughs> hey, we got a world title match. Greg yeah, Valentine. Process this. This okay. is your main event, right? Greg fucking Valentine. Yeah. Is challenging for the world title. It was going to be Arne Anderson. That aren't.
1: Well, Big Show's picked up a little bit of weight in these day, had not he? Holy
2: shit. How about those Valentine chops, though? Those yeah. were legit. Oh, yeah. I know I'm going to be horribly insensitive here, but have you seen the picture? Mm. Of uh, Greg Valentine and Brutus Beefcake sitting in recliners. Somebody yeah. photoshopped out their uh, weed pipe and photoshopped in a remote control, uh-huh. but nobody holds a remote control like this, right? Right? <laughs> yeah, right? And so they photoshopped in a remote, but it's clearly a weed apparatus. <laughs> and um, every time I see that picture, I just assume that that's Beefcake's girlfriend. <coughs> Because seriously, Greg Valentine right here, you can't tell me he doesn't look like, well, Melissa Etheridge's girlfriend. I mean, it's <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it's going to end right now. That's the way to take the choke chokeslam. Oh. Just get to the second rope, yeah. and then, you know, no pain. Right. No fuss. Oh, my God, he's going to do it again. I don't think Valentine was ready for that. That's the reason he got on the second <laughs> rope. Wow,
1: clean job. One, two, three.
2: Wait, you thought Valentine <laughs> gonna be a screw job finish on Valentine? <laughs> Look I at Jimmy it. Hart. He's promoting those specials. Yeah, here comes some spit. Wait yeah. for it. <laughs> What's he saying, you fucker? Oh, there you go. Right. That That's it. I called it. That's exactly right. All right, we're hopefully going to get a replay here from Castrol or Nestle Crunch or some bullshit. Yeah, okay. Give us a line okay. here. Okay, not one but two giant choke slams. It's what happened earlier,
1: Conrad. That got him so mad and so upset and so violent. I can just read what I was saying there. One, two, three, and the winner is the world champion. Still the world heavyweight champion. What a main
2: event, huh? What a great main event for a great show. Can you imagine how you guys tried to do, like if Vince Russo was here, what if Greg Valentine won the belt? <laughs> Swerve, bro. No one would call it. <laughs> Fuck Shawn Michaels. We got Greg the Hammer Valentine. bro. 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 What do you think, Mean Gene's saying here? Yeah. So
1: well, here's what I want to ask you, uh, big guy. Okay. Cool. You're big. You got big arms. How big is your dick? <laughs> well, you heard him talk about a roll of baloney. That's right. I've heard him talk about a roll of baloney.
2: You can't say how big is your dick and throw it to me. <laughs> that's not how this works. <laughs> Yes, it is how you. Work. No, <laughs> I'm not doing it. <laughs> Gene would say
1: it would be a goal of mine to have.
2: That's the most inside joke <laughs> that's of inside the entire joke. day.
1: Okay, it would be a goal of mine to have a dick the size of yours. Well, I have no dick to spare. I don't even have a kidney to spare. But Jesus Christ, he's spitting all over the fucking place.
2: <laughs> By well, Eric Bischoff hates uh, Paul White. Do you know that? He does? Yep. Have we brought this up before on our podcast? Yeah, hates many, many times. You just forget it as soon as we click stop. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, uh, I don't know if you saw, but Jimmy Hart has Kevin Sullivan airbrushed on the tip of his tie as the taskmaster. Wow. Yeah, because he's in the Dungeon of Doom, which you've told me off air is your second favorite group right behind the horseman.
1: Yes. I love the Dungeon of Doom. Look at that fucking. Yeah, look at that. Yeah, look at that. <laughs> and he's cross-eyed at the bottom as well.
0: Yeah, baby. I just want to let everybody know that as soon as Nitro's over, come on down to Jimmy Hart's <laughs> <laughs> World Famous Bar ticky Dick. We got beer and cans, baby. Cans, because
2: we're right in the beach. Can't have glass on the beach. And we've also got beans and taters. And <laughs> even
0: though the wrestling's over, the football is forever. Thanks to the NFL Sunday ticket. <laughs>
2: <laughs> this is how you fucking go off the air, bro. That's it. With a Jimmy Hart Bromo. No. <laughs> Who was putting this shit together oh. in 1996? Damn. Oh, man. Flying Burrito. They reversed. Third time we're going to see it in the show.
1: We saw it a second time when you went to take a piss.
2: Wow. Wah, 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 wah. Well, Tony, when I look at my watch, I feel like it's about that time. It is about that time, and we're coming to you here from our low key big hog event. Paul
1: Bromwell is in the ring. Paul Bromwell is in the ring going up against Greg the Hammer Valentine. (laughs) You talk about two stiff son-of-a-bitches right there going at it tooth and nail. Back and forth they go, sledgehammer, clothesline. Oh,
0: my God. Here comes Super Dave. He takes off his shirt. He's going to be the special referee. Super Dave's going to be the special referee. Here comes doo-doo truck Jeff Jewett. He's going to dump a pile of shit on the pile of shit. And we're out of time. We'll see you next week on What Happened When on the MLW Radio Network as well as on Patron. Promotional consideration paid for by the following. I'm old and I'm tired and I don't want to be here. But here I am in a closet recording something for Tony Schiavone. Anyway, I'm here to tell you about Boxygimmicks.com. With new items each week, it's the official store of what happened when something to wrestle with in 83 weeks. Log on and get your gimmicks for the wrestling fan in your life. Or something for yourself. You deserve it. Not really. Patreon.com forward slash WHW Monday. Wanna be a low-key big hug or a glass-bottom boat rider? How about a member of the Hot Tag Express or the Slapdick Nation? I don't know what they are, but they sound like something that you want to do. Because it's all about you. If you want to be a part of that, you can join Conrad Thompson and Tony Schiavone with bonus podcasts, behind-the-scenes videos, live weekly chats, and new content each week. Sounds amazing, doesn't it? Sounds like a headache. And by LoisRules.com. Get all your t-shirts from What Happened When right now over at LoisRules.com. Lois is the only one that likes me. And I'm the only one that likes the dog hair. It's fun. You're not fun. She's fun. I'm fun. We're fun. Deal with it. And by C2E2 After Dark. That sounds like something I did last night. Anyway, uh, C2E2 After Dark. Presenting Conrad Thompson, Tony Schiavone, Eric Bischoff. Friday, March 22nd at 8 p.m. Central at McCormick Place in Chicago. Tickets available at showclicks.com slash event slash WHW83. And by starcast Two. Coming to Las Vegas May 23rd through the 26th as part of Double or Nothing Weekend. I once did Double or Nothing Weekend with a girl named Sally. And I don't remember, but it was fun, I think. Go to StarCast.com for more information. All right, Tony, now let me out of this closet. Tony. 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 Damn you, Shivani. Damn you.